It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor Super Contest and Squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rival. Rejoice, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your pick win big collect your cash use promo code voc nation all one word no spaces and double your first deposit your winning season begins today only at my bookie hello everybody this is kenny the star maker bowling we're in the thick of it with the best wrestling show with current information current details current facts that you want to know i'm not trying to shove it down your throat i'm just trying to help it's a runaway as far as most entertaining podcast goes for one this is a show in the world. In the room. TheBradyHicks.com How can I bear this longer to bring you all of my heart? Leave a message for the show. Call 206-337-1031. And remember that messages are temporary, but the game is forever. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is amazing. Right here before me, I'm looking at young John. I'm looking at Kevin McElvaney, and I'm looking at DJ. Well, sort of. But we are here. We're in the room. I didn't mean to give DJ third billing, but he's on the right there. Uh, it's the night after WrestleMania, the same night that they aired the Hall of Fame, and Tough Enough's coming up. And, man, there's so much I want to get to. I know DJ was personally touched by WrestleMania last night. I'm sure there's a lot he wants to say. How you guys doing? Okay, we lost Kevin for a second, I think. Uh, hopefully he'll be back. You know what? Let me just interject. Let me say 
It was an emotional match last night. I think everyone knows the match I'm talking about. That eight-man tag was just phenomenal. It, it brought out the best in all eight participants, and I'm just, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? You know, the, the big show with is just sheer dominance. Sheer dominance, people. Kevin said to me, every f***ing week my internet gives out right when we start. Well, he gets for, that's what he gets for being Irish. Wow. Well. <laughs> hate that. Um, well, where's this show going out here? Are we going to just WrestleMania recap officially? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're going to do our WrestleMania predictions, I guess you'd say. WrestleMania recap. I, well, you know, I, I don't know if you watched the Hall of Fame tonight. That was really emotional for me. I actually shed a tear. Sean with, Sean with the big PDA at the end, you know, I just, in my head I'm just playing Tell Me a Lie. I, I, what else can you do, you know? I mean, he brought out the click, minus Scott Hall, of course. And, it, you know, it was just, it was just amazing. I, I, I loved it. It, it. it actually was better than WrestleMania. And a lot Wait, who, who came out? Who was part of the click? X-Pac. <laughs> and Nash, and Nash. Nash and Triple H. Uh, and they played the DX song, and they all did the, uh, the, the... Whoa. Why the shirt? I don't offend anybody. Um, yeah, they did the, uh, <laughs> the Wolfpack wolf thing, and... <laughs> the point. They, uh, they, all, they all thrust their groins at the camera while everyone clapped. Yes. It, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to, like, watch it with audio. I had it on picture-in-picture picture here in the house. Um, while other things were on, so I'm going to watch it later and DVR it. Hopefully, that'll actually come on the DVR on like WrestleMania last night that I re- recorded the replay and wasn't there this morning. Definitely, I recommend watching it. Um, one thing uh, that really, one thing that really struck me, and DJ, you're going to be really happy to hear this. They showed HBK's family in the front row, and he thanked them for letting them come back and you know finish what he started. Basically, is what he said, and. When I looked at HBK's son there, I, I think it's Cameron or Kate or something, he's sitting in the front row, and my God, that kid looks like Shawn Michaels did when he started out with the Rockers. He, he's much younger. He's probably not going to be wrestling for another seven or eight years, I would guess. But you know what, DJ? There's going to be another Michaels coming up, I guarantee you. He looks just like him. Great. Just like him. I'm sure he'll sure be just as good. He's going to be at least as charismatic as Cody Rhodes, I can guarantee it. Uh, I just want to put a little uh, disclaimer on this show that <laughs> I'm not responsible for any negativity that is on this show tonight. Um, you can thank Vincent Kennedy McMahon for that negativity. Negativity. Yeah, negativity. What is negativity when you add the extra D in there? You're getting you know, the negativity. There's not even a D in it to begin with. So I'm not even adding an extra D. I'm just adding a D. Um, yeah. Lots to talk about with this event. Uh, I called Comcast today to tell him that I made a mistake when I ordered it. <laughs> that my uh, my two year old actually accidentally ordered it like she did with the A team a few months back. Uh, just grab the remote and hit the buttons. Does it so, work like that? It actually actually did accidentally order the A team. This one I don't know if I just <laughs> swung that, but I figured that I figured it out four hours later. Well, DJ, for point of comparison. Uh, and I guess before we get into all this, what was the last WWE pay-per-view you truly enjoyed? To put it in perspective. That's a good point. I think that's one of the main topics that, that we have to discuss, is that there really hasn't been 
one in a long time that I don't think many people on a whole would consider good. And I think that's a problem. I think that's part of what Brady and I talked about earlier in the day. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's Stephanie's fault. I don't know if it's Triple H's fault. I don't know who's, you know, if the, the, if it's the writers that they're employing, if it's their fault, if there's too many people involved, like Zabisco said, or if it's just Vince himself, if he's just that far out of touch with what the hell's going on in the world right now and the way things are being done that it's acceptable to put on this kind of crap year after year, and, well, and sometimes ten times a year. Let's go from general to specific. What really irked you about the show? Because there were people that loved it, like Harry, yeah, like Harry yeah, Barnett three, on my own three site. Three people. Yeah, three people on our I've, site like I've it. seen more than three. Four. Four. Okay, Kevin liked it then. Because um, he didn't pay $60 for it. That was probably the first one. Um, had he, he probably would not have liked it as much. Um, I, all right. I guess that the first thing I have a problem with is that there was not the WrestleMania feel to it as the, as the whole program went on. I mean, you see 70,000 people in the stands there, and you're like, yeah, this is great. But then you start watching what's actually happening, and it didn't have a WrestleMania feel. I mean, you have some, and no offense to anybody that's involved, because I'm sure they're great in their own right. But did you have any idea who the hell was singing the national anthem when she went up there? I have no idea who that was. They just said she was a pop recording artist. Right. I didn't catch her name. Yeah, nor yeah. did you know it when you saw her. But I just assumed, they didn't tell you. I'm not that in touch with, like, pop culture in some ways, so I... I point is, they're supposed to be, that they yeah. know enough that... The, the majority of the people watching would know who the hell that is. And I think it was quite the opposite. Didn't they say on Raw last week who it was, though? I just wasn't really listening. Uh, I uh, it was it was Kerry Hilson. Well, I mean, clearly, since we're trying to go with That's who the WWE... That's not my biggest problem, but... So clearly, yeah. since we're trying to go with who the WWE fan base knows, it should have been Aaron Lewis from Stain singing America the Beautiful. Because we're playing to what people know, right? Not necessarily. I mean, and I'm not saying that he was a gettable... A gettable person for this, but how about like how about like Daughtry, somebody that somebody that people would know, you know, like somebody that was in in, in pop culture now that most people know. I mean, everybody we were everybody who was at the thing we were at last night knew her. That's great. I mean, and maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe there I'm were like there were like ten people, and uh, yeah, and, well, whatever, man. Go, I'm, a, keep I'm, a grum, I'm a grumpy old curmudgeon. I guess. It, I mean, it, it, it could be the generational gap, DJ. I mean, you and I have about eight years on these guys, so. Yeah, I, I, to me, I, you know, there were celebrities, but they weren't they weren't the way WrestleMania was traditionally. <laughs> they weren't they weren't involved. You know, they weren't they weren't doing anything. I mean, I, my, my, pound for pounds, you know, money for money. That Snoop Dogg thing was one of the worst things I've ever seen at a WrestleMania ever. Really? No, ever. see, that was a highlight for me up Dude. until that point in the no. show. No, no, I it was great, horrendous, and the fact the fact that I mean. They can't, the production value, they, they can't sync up Chris Masters and, and, and them doing that with the music they edited in, in, in later. Like, hey, how about you just play along with them when you record it so it doesn't look like he's off, off the beat. Well, Chris, Chris Masters' uh, pecs were actually on, but Yoshitatsu was off, and I think that was part of the thing that they it were was, supposed to be crappy. It was on in the beginning, and then when they actually had the music <laughs> added, it got off progressively. I, I need to go back and look at this, because I think... <laughs> Terrible. And, and then the great, the great Colleen and Beth Phoenix was a f***ing joke, too. I mean, it, it's just... Really, singing Grease? Come on, dude. It's just, it's, I know I sound like it's just a negative, negative person, but it's just... It's not supposed to be about... It's like Zabisco said. It's of these stupid skits. 
I mean, I watched for a half hour, and there had not been one wrestling match yet. Not one. They, they, they had The Rock out there for 20 minutes, and then they show a vignette, like, you know, about WrestleMania. And then about 7.25, 7.20 something, they come to the ring. By the time they start the, the World Championship match, which the fact that that starts the show is insane. But they start the show with that match, it doesn't come on until almost 7.30. And then you talk about you're buying a four-hour show. That show could be done in two and a half hours with all the fluff they put in there. It really is just surrounded by stuff that's unnecessary. Would, would that show have been just as good without Snoop Dogg, without The Rock talking for 20 minutes in the beginning, without Mae Young, without, you know, like... Right. Well, that's a really fair point, and I, and I say this as someone who liked the show a lot. You cut some of that crap out, uh, you could have given a few more minutes to the eight-man tag where it might have made a bit of sense. And you could have a U.S. title match. And that? The, that was what I was getting to. The U.S. title match could have easily been on the card. That eight-man shouldn't even have been on the card if they were going to cut something. But I guess for time's sake, they were going to pick the shorter, the shorter squash match that they were going to pull. But there's no reason that that... No title changes at a WrestleMania. When the hell has that last happened? First time that, in history, I believe. That right there says something know. about WrestleMania last night. And there's no reason that you watch a whole WrestleMania there's not one title change. And and I was listening to Crap as a show, and wow, <laughs> that, that was something. But he brought up some interesting points. Number one, what do you things that you remember from WrestleMania from like your youth and, and, and things that you think are memorable? There's always an Intercontinental title match, for the most part. Not in the last ten years. Yeah, dude. That's no, no, <laughs> when they were good. Well, when, oh, yeah. Like when Kevin said, when's the last time you remember, time you remember it was good? Okay, there's an Intercontinental title match. There's a tag title match. Neither one of those. What's a tag title? Right. And then there's, a, there's actually title changes. There's something that... I mean, there were like three WrestleMania moments maybe I might take with me past this year. Maybe in like six to eight months I might remember. And, and that's, that's really not... You know, I mean, the Hornswoggle thing, and that was part of the Snoop thing, but just... Yeah, but relatively th- a small part of the show, dude. Like, what about... Okay, l- let's just jump right to it. What about the Triple H-Undertaker match? What did you think of that match? And I just, thought... Okay, okay go ahead. Brady, go ahead. what was the term you used earlier today about what WWE did? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the way... here Here's the way I would... And, and a bunch of people would ask me, and DJ actually agreed with me. Um, okay. It's almost like they delivered... Almost everything that they promised. I can't even say that they delivered everything that they promised because they cut Daniel Bryan, but they delivered almost everything that they promised, but not even close to all that they inferred was going to happen, in a way, you know? And nothing and nothing more than they promised. Absolutely not. It was just bare minimum, you know? It was... Half-assed. Like, it was like, okay, this is what we said we're going to do, so let's just do this. doesn't matter if we add anything special to it. Like, okay, starting at the beginning... I mean, I was disappointed Edge won because I, you know, I thought for sure Del Rio. I think resounding Del Rio here, uh, but the Christian thing, just a total, total fart job there. Nothing with him. Like, okay, we're gonna just go let him come out and beat up the car together, and that's gonna be great feel good moment. And it's like I guess they started out with that to kind of get the crowd pumped up as a, a, a okay. baby face thing, and let's beat up the car and get everybody excited and kind of. You know, the way you usually do in the first match. But they could have done that with the eight-man tag. I thought for sure that was going to be the first match, that those that those guys would win and be the first match. Um, but 
or the U.S. title match would have been a good one to start with and have Daniel Bryan win the belt back. That's why I expected that's what they would lead off with. That I mean, that made sense, you know? But, but Christian showed nothing. I mean, the only possibility we have in the future with that program is that Edge and Christian are going to go back to get back in a program together and Christian will so challenges the baby face and maybe Edge will be a heel or something. But Del Rio lost pretty much, I think, lost credibility in that match. I think Christian really had ended up being the, what we thought before he was in the match was going to happen to him. Like, he just ended up getting screwed out of everything at WrestleMania. I mean, he really didn't have a big part in, in anything. I mean, I get to carry a pipe and a crowbar. Big, well, big deal. Okay, fine. But I think we just changed topics. Like, I, I really wanted to focus on on this one thing first because okay. Triple H Undertaker. I'm sorry, you asked me. I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah, we're kind of that. Yeah, well, that one particular thing, let's lead off with that because I okay. think that's probably the most. I, I thought it, you know what? I won't give it any, like, I won't crap on it because it wasn't horrendous, but I don't think it was any, like Brady said, I don't think it was anything more than I expected it to be. It was pretty much right where I thought it would be, and I thought the no holds barred saved it as far as, um, as far as it being kind of exciting because they were able to do things that they wouldn't have been able to do in a, in a regular match. And I thought that they, there was one moment, I asked Brady this earlier, and you guys can all answer me individually, whatever, but when he hit that tombstone, when Triple H hit the tombstone. Did any of you, for like a split second, when he got ready to cover him, think he might? This might be it. He might actually pin him. Because I, I did. There was a, a split second when he went down. I said, "This might be it." This, that might because that's a way to, to go out. Is if he does it completely like that. So I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, John. I, I know you want to go. I, real quick, I, I just for me. There was never any doubt in my mind that The Undertaker was going to win the match heading into it and throughout the match, but do you know what, dude? With some of those near falls, I almost wondered if he was going to be able to get his shoulder up, you know? Like, just just the way they presented it, the fact that that when Triple H went to Tombstone, Taker's head was actually below Triple H's knee. Like, it was kind of damn scary if you think about it, you know? He, He couldn't get him as high as he needed to get him to do that move, and he did it anyway. And, and DJ, you had... That uh, what was? Do you remember the, what you told me earlier? Now it's my turn to to ask you, like what you told me earlier that really rung true with me. What was wrong with that match? What was the most important thing wrong with yeah. that match? Here's uh, Kevin. This is where and uh, John had something to say, but John, as soon as I finish this thought, um, <laughs> this is my biggest problem with that, and this is, it shows you the lack of attention to detail with this company right now and what they what they care to give the fans. What did Triple H say about this match? Do you remember, Kevin, what his his whole philosophy on it was? Uh, that this is the one thing he had left to do. It was one thing. And the other thing was, he was he may not win, but he was going to kill himself in attempting to win, and that he was going to die trying. That was what he said. I'm going to die trying. If I, if I can't win, I'm just going to die trying out there. Did you see his, his promo tonight, TJ? I, I saw it in here, but hold on. Let me... Very important that you hear okay. it. Okay, I, I will. But I'm basing it on somebody that just saw WrestleMania, and that's what we're basing it on. We're not, we don't order WrestleMania with the thoughts of being able to watch, watch Raw the next night. We watch WrestleMania with the thoughts of seeing something happen at WrestleMania. And on top of that, I think it's still a very valid thing in spite of what Triple H said. Your point being that the fact that he tapped out, really doesn't do much for your whole argument, I'm going to die trying out there. Because I pretty much just gave, took all control away from anything else in this, the, who wins this match, other than myself in tapping out. I decided who won by tapping. Nobody else. 
That was it. Wasn't Undertaker pinning me? It was. It wasn't me getting pinned. It wasn't, wasn't getting knocked out. Con- it wasn't unconscious. Knocked yeah. out. It was just I flat out gave up, and I didn't die trying. I gave oh. up. You can't. You can't do that when you say you're going to just leave your ass out there the whole night. Okay. And, and you know what I mean? To Could, me, that's you can't lose like that. Couldn't they have just as easily had him pass out like Stone Cold did? Yeah, just, you got to make it look like he just can't. Like I thought they almost did oh the Undertaker. God. I really think you guys are missing the point here. Uh, John, you 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 wanted to go. go Can go, I go, jump go. in, or do you? Yeah, no, that's fine. Brady covered everything. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I really think that you guys are missing the point here because first of all, that's exactly what you would have expected to happen. The point is that this match was a little bit different than what you expected. It didn't deliver on everything you wanted. But guess what? That's because it was going somewhere else. You look at some, some of these things that happened, and Brady, I think, put it very well and kind of proved the, the point I'm going to try to make here, that the match was good enough that, again, even though you knew in the end The Undertaker was going to win, you knew it, there was no doubt about it, even though you knew that, for brief glimpses of time in that match, you thought, oh, my God, he might not kick out here. How could he possibly do it? Even if it's just for a second, that's the point. You get lost in the match. And to me, and I'm not going to put it on the level of the matches with Sean, because technically speaking, they were a lot better. But, dude, psychologically, that match was on. And I am not the only one who felt that way. The people who I was watching this with last night, a few people I've spoken with soon, it was brilliant. They sucked you into that match better than I ever thought they would have. That's one of the better performances I've seen from either one of those guys. And I was into that thing the whole time. Performances up till the end were great. And, yes, Triple H did go back on what he said about not about uh, you know dying if he wasn't going to win the match. But guess what? Then he came out tonight, and you thought, well, sh- that's not like Triple H to tap out. What's going to happen tomorrow night? Guess what? You keep paying attention to WWE after that. You tune in. You see on Monday Night Raw this vulnerable side of Triple H come out and like say, I got in that ring, and as much as I swore that I, I wasn't going down without a fight, that I would die if I lost that match, something happened. And I don't know what it was. Go ahead, John. Totally agree. I think a lot of people tuned in. Now, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. We were thinking maybe The Rock being the guest host can bring in some people from the past. I think that will suck them in that Triple H match. That brought that. That was total nostalgia. Having Triple H hit the Undertaker with the freaking tombstone, that's, that's, awesome. so old. That's, that's, that's not old school. That's new. That's something new. From the past. Yeah, nobody's ever tried that. And that's a time paradox right there, but <laughs> I that it's that's something that can suck a lot of people back in. Yeah, I, really. yeah. I wasn't disappointed with the match. I thought it delivered on what it you know, what it was gonna be and, and you know, he took a beating which, you know, to his credit I think he had to because if one of those guys was gonna walk out it was gonna be Triple H because it's the Undertaker just can't really move. But th- overall that was I think the probably the highlight of one of the highlights at night, and I'm not denying that it wasn't good, and I said there was probably two or three moments that I thought came out of them, but none of them necessarily compare to some of the years past. Even the best moment doesn't compare to like maybe the third or fourth best moment from another WrestleMania, when they were good, and when they meant something. And and that doesn't change the fact that a product has really become something different that it's hard to, to like the same way we used to. And it is different, yeah. There's it's very it's very different. And I mean, that and the end of the finish the Rock Miz match... You know, two highlights for me. But okay. a whole lot of, I mean, as we go down the car, a whole lot of rest of nothing that really held my attention. I mean, I'm walking around the house okay. doing chores going, I, you know, whatever. I don't. What about, I'm sorry, what about I like Punk. Punk? I like that match. Really I did good like, match. I, th- I thought that was a good match. I was disappointed with the finish. I thought Punk would win. 
Um, okay, okay, but you thought Punk would win, and you were disappointed with the finish because you expected Punk to win. So, DJ, what does this reveal here? Okay, you hoped, you hoped, but maybe that's not where they're going with it, and you can't, you can't get every guy. I want Punk to win, too. Hell, I mean, he's one of my favorite wrestlers in, in the world things. right now. I think they changed some things last minute last night um, with the way things were going, but I think that, like Brady said earlier, things that they, that they inferred or that they could have just given you bonusly or, or added on as far as, like, a surprise, they really just... Played it safe. By the by, English major interjection. The word is implied. Right. We we infer they imply. Well, either way, they leave. They. they, <laughs> they <I'm> dick. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Um, I wasn't listening anyway, Kevin. So it's good. You shouldn't be. I usually just wait until you're done and then I start. Right. Well, DJ was talking, so you really weren't paying attention. But they, he's 100 percent right. And as soon as I heard your voice, Kevin, I was just out. Your English is 100 percent right, Kevin. But they 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 did nothing with Christian. They did nothing with Sean. They did minimal with The Rock. And they, you know... Okay. Th- things that we you know, thought could really be interesting and say, wow, we could be talking about this later. Not a whole lot. I mean, we see people turn on people all the time or screw somebody over all the time. It was neat that The Rock did it, but it really wasn't that interesting as far as, you know, him walking out with the title or him setting up a match, like, for the next night. Or, you know, it we was don't a hell of a lot better than what we expected, though. We expected the big hug and the making well, out. I believe we all called that, that. And you know what? If that mm-hmm. happened, based on the rest of the card last night, if two, one of two things happened last night. If, if they let that finish in a double count out, which as soon as that happened, you knew the rock was coming out. But if they had let it finish like that, that place would have been burnt down. Yeah. Like, second of all, if, if they let Cena... Um, just walk out while he was holding the Rock's hand and, you know, hand in hand, giving hugs and all, they probably also would have rioted and lost their mind. Because based on the way the crowd was, like I said, you could hear that they were booing the Rock, uh, booing Cena, and cheering for the Miz. And they, you could tell people were kind of tired of it. And it also happened, uh, not to turn the turn back, but yeah. people were very anti-Undertaker last night. You could hear that people were just tired of the streak. They were, they were they're frustrated with it. They want something different. Not where you know? I was. No, not, no, the crowd. The actual crowd. Okay. If you watch the replay, the crowd actually was almost seemed like 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 I am at least like all right enough okay we get it he had the streak let's let's do something different here it's not going to lose it's not going to lose any credibility if he loses right now the fact that I he went eighteen years in a row one we're we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place here um I wanted to say a couple things that we were kind of glossing over there um first of all with the Rock and the people I I think in a, to a certain extent people have gotten fed up with the Rock already. And that's not a reflection on tonight on Raw, because I haven't even seen what he did tonight. I don't think anything did. Was that just the way, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, the first half hour was complete dog slop. Okay, well, even though The Rock had... But you had the Wrestle- volume off, dude. No, 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 for WrestleMania. Oh, I'm sorry. Even <laughs> though even though WrestleMania, even though even though The Rock had his WrestleMania moment with Mae Young, and it might have just been the most memorable WrestleMania moment of the night... He was um, just, just, just seeing him bump fists with Pee Wee Herman, it just, it just showed to me like, just, you know, The Rock needs to be rated R. He, he needs to be saying what's on his mind. He needed to be calling him a sick freak, and you know he wanted to. He wanted to call Mae Young a sick freak. <laughs> yeah, but he can't. He maybe not, maybe, maybe not that specifically because I mean that's not really a rating issue, but like. They just, they took the bite away from The Rock, you know? And then all he, could do, all he could do is just go out there and just get revenge and walk away. And that's all he could do. They set WrestleMania up so that it's, it didn't matter if WrestleMania happened last night. The same things would be happening tonight on Raw. 
minus Triple H's speech. The same exact things, you know. There's still the same animosity there in almost every single feud that was going into WrestleMania. So and and then okay, you want to talk about like Randy Orton and like maybe they changed things up or whatever. I thought that was a phenomenal ending. The way he caught him in midair and did that RKO. I I think that Randy Orton was supposed to win that match. He took out the rest of uh, the rest of the group. I mean, it just it made sense to me from the beginning. And if any match I think got switched up, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that they decided last minute not to put the belt on Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, I agree. I, I I would guess I would almost guarantee that something happened there where they just decided to pull back the reins a little. Well. You know what, dude, we have to mention, too, with the Orton match, he's been doing a hell of a job in this feud, and I'm not a fan of babyface Randy Orton. I don't think he's built to be a babyface. I don't think he even particularly works that well as a babyface. I think just the crowd respects him as a performer, so they cheer him. I think regardless of what they do, I mean, they were cheering him when he was a heel. But he did a great job in that match. Uh, He's been doing a great job selling the leg injury the past couple of weeks. And it was a really good match because you believed, well, how the hell, again, how the hell is he going to win this? The the idea is that even, like, us jaded old bastards can get pulled into these matches now and then. I, I sure. Think, I think Brady brought up an interesting point that I actually forgot about that annoyed me about WrestleMania 2. And I, I don't know, WrestleMania also, not WrestleMania 2. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys could hear You hated Elvira's commentary. Well, I think you meant as well. Yes. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin was going to correct me. Pull out his dictionary. Um... I don't know if you guys could hear this at the bar you were at. You never ended with a preposition, by the way. Uh, at the bar you were attending. Well done. But um, during Stone Cold's fiasco, the match, they were actually removing audio live. Oh, yeah. And what a joke. I mean, I know they're PG now, but the stuff they've let go with The Rock recently and the way they've kind of you know, let it go a little bit more, you're on pay-per-view. You don't you don't have like a delay where you're where you're removing audio and pulling it out. That's that's raw. Are you that's are you not, ta- that's not WrestleMania? Are you talking about Austin said don't f- with me and he just voiced it like no, they not not even he was saying stuff a lot. Hey, the U.S. title match is on. Um, yeah. they, it's like twenty four hours late. They <laughs> they had it for the pre show by the way. I didn't even know that. Did they? That's what I asked you. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. They didn't announce anything. Well, here's the, now they're gonna have the uh, blow off match. So they, um, they actually, times he just would say stuff like, you know, like, oh, that's bullshit or something, you know, they yeah. see that they just took it out. And I'm like, why is there a seven second delay on WrestleMania? Like, I, well, you I, need to, I, I know, I know technically there has to be, but yeah. I mean, but why are they cutting that stuff out? I mean, it's pay-per-view. You know it's what else? pay-per-view. You know what else too, dude? They, they, uh. They didn't even catch everything because the crowd was cursing half the time, and the, yeah, well, it's really hard to mute the crowd. You yeah. you can, but you it's you miss a lot of audio if you mute the crowd. What do you yeah. think would have happened if uh, if Stone Cold actually run over Michael Cole, ran over Michael Cole <laughs> well, with an RV? If it was pre it was pre match, I think it would have made things very good. <laughs> <laughs> because and and here here's something that WWE shows glimpses of the ability to do things correctly, which is what gets me even more angry. The way they yeah. built Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler. Yeah, it's Lawler. not like TNA. Right. It's not like they're completely f***ed. They do things right <laughs> occasionally, but they just don't do it for the right stuff. They've been building Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler for like three months, four months maybe, and they yeah. did it perfectly. 
But it's about, I mean, I know everybody says the Jerry Lawler sentimental thing and Cole played a great deal and all that, but something that probably should have been done with real characters on the program, not those two guys. Like, we, I really don't care that much about that program. Like, it really means nothing when it comes, comes down to it. If they had done that kind of build-up and storylines and just character development with one of these other matches or even something new and put mm-hmm. in that time and effort, it would have been a great program. But they spent, they, how much of Raw the last three months was dedicated to building Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler? Instead of, mm-hmm. instead of one of these other yeah, matches. No, and, and they put in a ton, a ton of time on that, and it was great. But, and how much time was spent on the actual match? I think they had to piss away a half hour on that last night, when they could have easily just blew it off like it should have been, and got a U.S. title match, and it might have been kind of competitive. I, you were, I'm sorry, Brady, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't see your hand there. Um, okay. Oh. I forget what I was going to say. That's what she said. That's what she said. No, I um, uh, forgot what he was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I forget what I was going to say, so there you go. You know, let me jump in here. Go ahead, John. So, you guys keep talking about how WrestleMania could easily have been like three hours, two and a half hours. Raw could be an hour. SmackDown could be an hour. You're right, and that's they, another they, frustrating thing. It really is. But this is where Vince would chime in and say it's it's entertaining. It's not entertaining. It's, it's, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm just saying, if Vince were here, you'd probably say it's entertainment. Ratings show this, ratings show that. I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Ratings show that I, people don't Having said it. that, having said that, they could have cut away half of WrestleMania. They could have done, they could have done away with a lot of the celebrities. But we grew up with WrestleMania 10 having Burt Reynolds and Ron DeShear, who mm-hmm. we didn't know who they were. Let's be honest. When we were like, however old we were. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't Burt Reynolds like the timekeeper or something? Yeah. But but for a guy like, were you finished? I didn't mean to. Yeah. But for a guy like Vince, who claims to be so in touch with what's going on pop culture wise and wants to have that crossover product that is entertainment, he really should be more in touch with what is entertaining, and he should also have people there that are telling him that it's not. But what? hey, this Snoop Dogg thing we just did really blows. I don't know if we really want to show it. I thought that was good. I liked it. No, I don't know. Who would you rather have, though? Would you rather, would you rather have Snoop Dogg or Cy Sperling, the president of Hair Club for a minute? Yeah, dude. That's so you're really good. fair yeah, to break that, that, that is a great point. But see, okay. I think that part of the problem is we're comparing it to different things. You're comparing it to, like, WrestleMania's between 10 and 15, when it was pretty dog shit. Now, I'm comparing it to, like, between WrestleMania's 3 and 9, when it was pretty good. Okay, size three was seven, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but for the most yeah. part, they're they're looking at that generation of the second decade of WrestleMania, okay. and I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at it the first the first decade when it was built and became what it is when it established itself as kind of the Super Bowl of wrestling, and now it has become just another like circus that has become more about. Um, how crazy can we be with what we put on there? And it doesn't really matter. We'll just throw as much stuff against the wall and see what sticks and just hope that okay. a lot of it does. Well, he, here's here's part of the problem. And, Kevin, I'm sorry. Let me just say this and then yeah. just run with it, whatever. Okay, they're not world wrestling entertainment. They're world entertainment entertainment. They don't have wrestling matches. They have entertainments, as they put it. That's how they put it this week. They They host entertainments. Okay? Now... I mean, what you're talking about here with Vince McMahon specifically, it's the same thing Jody the Assassin Hamilton bitches at every week in his podcast. I I don't even know where you can find that anymore, but he used to have one. And, um, you know, the Emperor has no clothing, you know? 
that everybody is terrified to tell Vince McMahon what they really think. And the same thing goes for Stephanie, and probably the same thing will go for Hunter when he's running it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's your problem right there. The guys that are able to, like, make a difference, they have a hard time talking about that kind of stuff. You know, they, they, Vince McMahon's direction, like, that that's the direction. That's His vision is what it is. It, it's exactly... And, I, and, you know, I know I'm all over the place, but this whole conversation is... And you were talking about why couldn't they build up any other matches like like they did with Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. Well, do you know what? I'll tell you one better. Why couldn't they just take one element of one match that they built up? I mean, they managed to work Jim Ross into that Jerry Lawler match, right? Why Mexico, did they... Mexico. Forget right, that. Oh, he's that on Raw? Okay. Yes. Yeah, dude, come on. Okay. They did not infer Mystico in any WrestleMania matches. That's why I was confused. But they did, however, <laughs> infer one Hall of Famer will be there. <coughs> they did. I mean, why... Sean, when, when is Sean going to tell everybody why Hunter should win the match? He still yeah. hasn't. No. He just told me he can't win. So what, what was the point in bringing him out there? Just to like these people that. make them think that something's going to happen that isn't? Just to yeah, like, you know like the buy rates? Like that's you don't think that's a little deceitful to do that? Yeah, I, I definitely do. You know what? I think that was really a mistake. Um, the match was awesome on its own merits. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. And I don't see why they teased him coming in because again, and they teased him. They didn't just have him come out and say it, speak his piece, and go away. They did um, it for four weeks. Yeah, well, dude, aside from that, last week they had him. He was like the focal point as as it went away, and we, we all know that. I, so, I mean, dude, there, there was plenty of crap about the show. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, another thing, I'll tell you what I hated, um, and, and I, I wanted to chime in with a, f- a few minutes ago, but we covered 20 other topics since, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Michael Cole and Lawler with that match, with the reverse, decision, with the reverse decision, right? And, okay, I understand it was for the cheap heat for Cole, but with that said, they pretty much killed, killed, like, absolutely destroyed any further chance for a special guest ref stipulation to be taken seriously. Because what is a special guest ref if not a biased person who interjects himself into the match? I think that had a whole other purpose. I told Brady earlier the reason. We were trying to figure out for the life as why they would disqualify him and switch over. But the fact that, I mean, I never thought, this is something I never thought you'd hear come out of my mouth, that I was looking for more stunners. Like, Three stunners? I mean, really? And one of them... Oh, we all went over. None of us won the stunner well, challenge. That's because... <laughs> I mean, I even screwed that up. Rackman did win the pedigree challenge, though. You mean to tell me that, 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 that Michael Cole doesn't take a stunner? He's the guy in the match, and he doesn't take a stunner? Even afterwards? Like, okay, Swagger takes one expected. Okay, when soon as Booker T got in there, that was, the, I guess, the uh, X Factor that we all kind of thought there would be another one. We weren't sure who it would be. He was the guy that they added in there to take another one. Okay. But how Michael Cole doesn't get one, when, when you win that match, if you're going to disqualify, disqualify a guy for the ref for being impartial or whatever, he's got to stun him, not just, like, slightly push him, which is not even grounds for disqualifying somebody. He just kind of, like, bumped into him, and that's how they disqualify him. The reason they did that, I really feel, was if they didn't have them reverse the decision, there was no reason for Josh Matthews to get on the computer, there's no reason for Jerry Lawler to get pissed at Josh Matthews for saying it and throw him in the ring to take the stunner. The reason they did that was so they can get J.R. and Lawler to finish the show. That's exactly what one of that, our friends said, that's too. That's yeah. why they did it. 
And you know what? I commend them on that. That's the one thing they did right in that whole match was the fact they put JR and Lawler to finish the last four matches of the show or whatever it was. Because it should, and JR was on again tonight. I was so happy they opened up Raw and JR and Lawler out there doing broadcasting. Um, he didn't stay on. No, I know he hasn't been on for the last half hour, but that, that was the way, and that brought a little bit of that feel of what WrestleMania was supposed to be back to the broadcast just because you know, it's night and day between between Cole and, and JR. It really is. It, and the chemistry is so much better. It's just, you yeah. know, that was a good thing. But the way it was set up, I mean, you could have easily had Michael Cole come back in the ring and take a stunner. You know, after he got declared the winner, he could have run it back in the ring and um, said, you know, raise my hand, Stone Cold, raise my hand, I won. You know, you have to raise my hand, you're the ref. And then raise his hand and then stun him six times. So I won the pool. But, yeah. They, they they just missed out on that stuff too. It's just it seems so. And, and Brady brought up such a good point is, and I think that we heard it when when Luke was on, when we had Luke on, and they said to him, you know, I don't think we can be faces. You know, why don't you bring us in his heels and turn us? Blah blah. I mean, we all heard his story. And yeah. Vince said, you know, that's not the way I do things. You know, I'm doing it, and you're gonna. That's the way you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. It's like I because I said so. Dad mentality. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't think he's probably changed. It's just that he's more out of touch with what people like and what's really good and says, okay, I'm going to do that. And they say, uh, well, I don't think so. And he says, well, you know what, that's great. I'm doing it anyway. And then it comes off like mm-hmm. like it did. That's a really, really good point, and that's been the problem for a lot of years because Vince always did what he wanted, and for a while he really knew what was the right thing to do. Pressed all the right buttons for a lot of years. He sure did. And for a while people reacted to whatever he did. He was so in control of things. Now, you know, he still does in, in that a lot of us suckers still tune in every month. And as long as we continue to do so, as Larry Zabisco said, as Luke said, he'll continue to do it, unfortunately. But, dude, I think the really, um, the really disappointing thing, and this is as someone who overall liked the show, I really think the problem is in how it was presented, more often than not, because you had half the matches that were really good matches. I even think the Cena Miz match was really good. In its, in its own way, I understand it wasn't as dramatic as it could have been. The Rocks... Involvement was sort of limited, but it, it, it couldn't have been too much more for what it was. But So you would have just tweaked the times? Sort of. And I mean, obviously, I, I probably wouldn't have opened the show. I mean, if I were in charge, since I'm Tommy Fierro and I get to speculate. I said I wouldn't bring him up, right? Didn't I say that? By the way, there was... <laughs> I heard a wicked rumor today that WWE almost canceled the Snooki angle because Tommy Fierro scooped them on it. I, I, I didn't hear that. They called Snooki up... You know, they they almost they almost canceled the whole thing, the whole WrestleMania match. They were just going to cancel yeah, it. That would have been, been a shame. I guess that's why it was so short. But I probably wouldn't have opened up with the uh, World Heavyweight Title match. And you know, dude, right. it's, it's the way some stuff was laid out. But I think it is a shame because you saw like a few matches that were masterful. I think if nothing else, you have the Taker Triple H match and you have the Orton Punk match, which were both done so well. Uh, I think Edge Del Rio was a good match in its own right. And these, there was a lot of good product on the show. I think my thing, dude, and maybe it is lowered expectations on my part. I am so, I've been inundated with the bullshit production and stupid skits and, and foolish, uh, angles that are teased that are never actually brought about. This has been going on so long that I just, I tune a certain amount of it out and I look at and I look, and I look at the matches. And I look at the matches and I, I saw three or four matches that I really liked and I was happy with that. There's not enough wrestling. So, Kevin, a really quick prediction. Yeah. I, I'm predicting Extreme Rules is going to be John Cena versus The Miz in your favorite stipulation. Table? Last no, wait, wait, I got it. Last? Man. Man. 
Standing. Standing match. I, um, I like... Oh, write, it, write it down. Write it down. That's what's going to happen. Uh, the promos for it suck. The build suck. Oh, sucks. The matches are good here and there, but usually not. Cena's in the ring now. So. I hate the last man standing match. Okay, Cena's in the ring. Cena is going to call the Rock out. You're listening to the guys from in the room watch the uh, Monday Night Raw live feed on their friend Justin's computer. All right, um, so... I, I, I think one good thing that at least came out of The Rock, besides him, Cena not winning, is that Cena actually is wearing a shirt that isn't like a neon color anymore. He's wearing just a red <laughs> red shirt, so I think maybe it had a little effect. <laughs> it's a new season, though. It's the new, you know. Yeah, I, but every other season has been some sort of obnoxious color. At least well, it's, 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 he's going down the fruity pebbles. Now it's red. But you misses John Deere colors. That was my favorite Put shirt. Stick him in a John Deere. That's what I <laughs> John Deere. I, I also didn't mind the uh, the old AWA classic look, although I thought it was rather obnoxious of him to try and steal that. The, the, the ideas are good, like the 8-bit Nintendo shirt. They were cool ideas. It's just the, the color schemes are just obnoxious. And by, um, by the way, there is no worse shirt than Hello, I'm Awesome. That looks so <laughs> stupid, because the thing is, like, huge. It should be like a little like logo, like the size of like a sticker on your shirt, not like <laughs> the entire shirt wrapped around your waist. I'm just saying. Oh, wow, we've really diverted. Um, yeah, we're we're picking apart clothing now. This is uh, all yeah. right. So we were we were on the like the, the fashion week. And Kevin, you're you're kind of right, and you're onto something with this. Is that some of the stuff is not necessarily bad. It's just the way it's done. I mean, if you cut off. 15 minutes of that crap at the beginning and have wrestling start around 7.10 instead of 7.30 and not start with Edge Del Rio, start with the U.S. title match, which I think, and they've shown in the past on Raw, could be a very good match. You know, Sheamus isn't the best worker. They, they, Brian Daniels great, but the two of them in the ring are pretty good together, and they are able to put on a good, you know, 10... They complement each other's yeah, styles, 10, yeah. 10, 15-minute match, and then, you know, have him win the belt, have him win the belt back, and then go maybe to the eight-man tag, get that out of the way quick. And, you know, have the heels go over there just because, it, you know, you don't lose their credibility there. And then move on, maybe maybe have a, you know, get Snooki out of the way early. I don't know. I really wasn't waiting that late to see Snooki. I didn't really. But, you know, there's things they could have done. And then maybe maybe Mysterio Rhodes would be good where it was right there. And then you give them a little more time because it looks like they could have used a little more time. And then you, you've taken more time away and added more time for their other stuff. Yeah. But by the by, guys. You know, when The Rock came out at the end and there's like four minutes left or three minutes or oh, whatever, wow. and, like, and he's like, you know what? WrestleMania is not going to go off the air like this. Mm-hmm. We'll there, wrestle all night if they have to for we'll at least three minutes. Was there at least part of you that was hoping he was going to say, WrestleMania will not go off the air like this. Daniel Bryan and Sheamus, get your ass on out here. How awesome <laughs> would that have been? <laughs> oh my god so many people would have shut their TVs off I know well, like, yeah. now, I, they'd be like what is this w- <laughs> I, I wouldn't have I would have loved it but w- bring w- on the replay w- but this is why we shouldn't book WWE has <laughs> many problems like they can like the whole Vince McMahon in charge in control don't question him in any way it, it can be summed up perfectly in the Hall of Fame which I don't think any of you three saw did you tonight now, take a hazard. The three, the three groups that were inducted during the Excellent. televised hour. There's the Road Warriors, Drew Carey. Drew Carey, the guy that everybody hated. That he's even in there. They gave him a lot of time too. They did. They gave him like more than a third of the show. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was Pan, really like Earl 20... Warriors, and, and who was the third one? Uh, uh, besides and Sean. And Sean, yeah. But, I mean, why why not put Sonny in there? Or, like, even Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know? Or or Abdullah. Like, I, I understand the value oh, of boy, putting... Bob, who you just ignored. I, I understand <laughs> the value of putting an entertainer in their Hall of Fame because they want to appeal to mainstream, even though mainstream could care less who's in their Hall of Fame. But to put him on the TV like that, after hearing criticism, and you know he's hearing the criticism... Week after week, for the last for the last four weeks, five weeks, it's you know, a, he, it's a disgrace that he's part of their televised broadcast and everybody else gets a snub. And he's the guy that everybody's like the, the real Hall of Fame people that should be in, or the one they're, that they're comparing it to. Because saying if I'm going in with Drew Carey, I don't want to go in. And he's the guy that he's the you know this yeah the guy they're beating up, the poster child for the the, the crappy exactly inductee. exactly. And and Drew Carey himself, when he went up there to do his induction speech, he said. I don't know why, why I'm home I here. He said, I don't know why I'm here. I didn't really do anything to warrant being in here. I appreciate the acknowledgement, but I feel like there's so many other people who, like, would have been a better fit, but I'm humbled and yeah. thank you. How many more people would have been honored by that thing? If you're even talking celebrities, how many other celebrities? They don't have Donald Trump in there. No, Donald Trump should be in there. How about That's Mr. T? How about Mr. T? I think he's in, isn't he? Is he in? I don't know. I he, might have been, he might have been the celebrity induction the year Hogan went in. I'm not sure. Let me check. I think so. But, There's uh, a lot of guys, man. They put everybody from that WrestleMania main event in, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I'll look that up now. No, he's not in there. No? I'm, no, I'm checking right now. Good call, DJ. So, yeah, so you're right. And, and Vince is going to do things the way he wants to do them. And you know how, Kev, you said we shouldn't be booking... These writers shouldn't be booking. Booking like <laughs> these bookers should be booking. There's your problem. There's your problem. It's these entertainment writers. Yeah, they got these entertainment writers writing this shit and it's passing it off to wrestling fans. I, I think it's entertainment. I had somebody ask me last night why I don't try and join WWE's creative team. And like, aside from the myriad of reasons that I probably suck at it, unlike Tommy, who would be like the best booker in the world, you know, I. The obvious reason is because I never wrote for Lost or for 90210 or, like, <laughs> any other entertainment juggernaut that would logically attract, you know, these kind of people. You know, I, I, just, I'm not the kind of person that they're looking for because I know a little bit too much about it. Weren't you the assistant director on the Michael Malley show? <laughs> Nothing of someone else. See, and, but I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering if when they hire these people, if they're looking at the fact that, you know, what is actually being put out there is entertaining or the fact that they see a resume that this person wrote for Lost and wrote for this and That's wrote for that. No, like, and say, hey, they have a ton of experience. They'll be great. And then they hire them and they still get what they get. And it's like, how about you look at what is actually going on TV? This has, this has, the, this has the potential to seriously derail everything we're talking about, and I don't want it to. But this week, Brian Alvarez... Brian Alvarez on WrestlingObserver.com. He brought in like a bunch of ex-WWE writers. He did one every day and he interviewed them, you know, and it was awesome because he's just doing like cool like Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, like backstage creative meeting crazy stories like, like mm -hmm. you know, Vince just like staring like a hole through somebody and uh, and the guy looks at him and Vince goes, what the f*** are you looking at? Like that, just like that. What the f*** are you staring at? And the only person who ever had any balls to say anything was Paul Heyman, and he goes like, I'm looking at my f***ing boss, will you cut me a break? 
I don't know. Nobody's laughing. But I thought it was freaking hilarious. And uh, I liked it. I'm just in awe. Yeah, no. It, I'm also it, looking at the uh, rock staring down Cena here. Okay, well, yeah, I'm not actually watching that, so I'm less distracted. But, uh, you know, the guy that got hired, the one writer that got hired, they, the guy that hired him said, I know you're a big WWE fan. You're not to tell anybody that you even watch wrestling because that's going to be a detriment the second you get in there. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That there, therein lies the root of the problem. They need fans, you know. It's that it's that wrestling bubble. Uh, Bill Burns calls his show the Burns Bubble. And, and they're losing a lot of the guys that had some pull with Vince, or or that he respected their opinions in, in not doing some of this crap, like Sean and and some of these other guys that are are starting to walk away from the business, but not still be involved a little bit. Like Triple H is obviously going to be involved for his whole life. But Sean doesn't seem that attached. Um, and even like Shane. I think Shane was a big influence on it actually being a good product for a long time. And obviously this, you know, the Stephanie thing, the two of them, it wasn't, they weren't both going to get control. And Shane obviously knew that and, and it took off. But I think Shane, his dedication to the true art of the business was, I think, was there. And I think they don't have a lot of the guys that Vince would allow a little of creative, you know, Creative freedom. He doesn't seem to do that any, with anybody. And and I think and when the, he does, it works. Like you said, the Triple H Undertaker thing kind of worked. It's because Triple H was has been spending time working on that angle. You know, not necessarily look, looking at the whole card and doing worrying about that stuff. Right, and because they have like forty years experience between the two of them. Yeah. Maybe like fifty. So, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it was, you know. It, I can guarantee you that Vince had the least amount of input in that matchup. Yeah, they just do your thing. And, it, and it's kind of the most important one, you know. So that just that's very telling. What's going on with The Rock? Well, Cena just challenged him to a match officially. No response from The Rock yet. The Rock is bowling it over. Cena's uh, topless. Yep, no, not yet. He's no, just took his hat off. Here he goes. Where did oh, he your, your feet is ahead of mine. Did he yeah. challenge him for extreme rules? No, I, I, I say SummerSlam on this, I'll be honest. Uh, you think they're, they're going to announce that now, though? No, I would, but I think they'll... You know, I kind of wish they would, though. We killed them to announce something that far ahead of time. Keep people... Yeah, so they gotta that's what they the used to do. They got to sell the other three pay-per-views before then. I, I'm predicting he's going to challenge it for next week on Raw. Right now. And the last thing is Danny Nash. It's actually going to be on uh, Superstars. Nice. By the way, why do they have to black that out on all those posters? What's that? Do you know the reason behind that? Superstars of Wrestling? No idea. They always fuzz that out. Huh. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a World Wildlife Fund trademark. Well, Wrestling Challenge is left up there, but Superstars of Wrestling is always blacked out. Yeah. The World Wildlife Fund, they use Superstars of Wrestling in their uh, Panda Bear. Superstars fund. of Wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> The show's coming to a complete standstill because Kevin's watching wrestling. Yeah, you might want to pause it now. Should I stop it? Uh, yeah. No, you don't have to stop it. No, you can. The Rock just suggested the match take place at WrestleMania 28. Oh, Jesus. And to uh, to thunderous jeers. Cena's grinning. He's like, what, are you kidding? i got to end the streak next year. <laughs> well, they hinted very strongly in another Triple H uh, Undertaker Yeah, they match. did. They did. And I'll bet yeah. you that one's career versus career. He's retired. Yeah. He's retired now. Trips or uh, Undertaker? Trips or retire? Undertaker's going to 
Undertaker's, yeah, Undertaker's going to be 30 now, dude. Even though he can't lift anyone up for a tombstone anymore. Dude, he's so a mess. I think half of that carrying him out last night was legit. <laughs> I don't know. The people's WrestleMania. Well, they announced the location. It's Rock's hometown, Miami? by the way, right? Miami. Miami? Miami? Yep. This has got to be the longest build for a match ever if they do this. Because even the early WrestleManias, they didn't announce a year in advance, the main event. Well, they might have known what it was, but they didn't announce it. They got the rock, the rock. I don't know, the segment is not over yet. Shook his hand. Oh, it is. Wow. Now the rock's got to go away for nine. Right, that's why it's WrestleMania 28, because he's got four movies to shoot before. I knew it wasn't going to be SummerSlam, because he signed that movie deal for, like, July. I don't know why you're not allowed really to take, like, one night off from, the mo- like, filming a movie. Dude, he has to go make the Faster trilogy. <laughs> By the way, Faster was a horrible movie. I'm sure. I do not recommend it. That was a good one. <laughs> Did anybody actually see The Chaperone yet? Here comes, here comes, dude. It would be a well, ne- no. Nexus is out there. Oh. Nexus and the core, they're together. No, oh, no, it's just the core. The core's out there. This is a... Uh... Hey, Kevin, you could say they're job core. Oh, I, I, I get that. I, I like that. Ever hear job core? I, ha- I have. I have. By the way, I'm, I'm, reading a, I'm reading an exclusive interview of Mr. T about why he rejected an invite from the Hall of Fame. What did he say? Couldn't he afford said, the plane chair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had to pay for his own plane in the hotel. <laughs> he, he, this is what he said. He said they put Pete Rose in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. This guy can't even get into his own Hall of Fame. That was his reason. <laughs> By the way, they're, they're setting these guys up as a team now. Tell us more 1950s, Father. Uh, <laughs> setting up as a team. <laughs> they're going to team up against the core. Yeah, I don't know. At WrestleMania 28. No. <laughs> <laughs> At SummerSlam. In the opening match. SummerSlam. In the dark match for SummerSlam. I don't know, man. This is this is some strange booking here. I, I think they're kind of sucking the heat out of something good if if they are going to do something like they're that. They're going to win the tag titles next week on Raw. I, I feel like Vince That's, McMahon, I, they probably will, and they'll probably lose it like later in the night. Or the the I, I feel like Vince McMahon has surrendered all control of like booking for WWE to TNM7. It's just, <laughs> it's just so <laughs> random. Like, why, the, why the, the hell is the Corby out there? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> now Rock's cheer is seen on. He you know what? I think... On? Oh, Rock Bottom. You know, God forbid they actually do... If they if they actually do the, uh, the the tag champions angle, they do that time and time again. That worked exactly once. It worked really well. And not to be the quintessential Philadelphian here, but Raven, Tommy Dreamer. That was brilliant. That was really good. And ECW, and they did it then. Maybe they put them in the Royal Rumble together, too. I, I think they end up in the by themselves. I think you're forgetting about Cena Batista. Hogan Warrior. <laughs> well, Hogan Warrior didn't actually have the... Uh... No, I'm talking they said the Royal Rumble angle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. guys. Fair and enough. Oh, look. Rocks extends his hand. See at WrestleMania. Cena puts his hand out. Shakes his hand. Where does the core fit into it, though? That's really stupid. It'll, it'll be a lumberjack match. Should have had their... And Austin come out and stunned the rock last night. That That's great. way to like piss all over 
a fire that you had lit. That's just, ugh. Well, what did well, I think? This is why I numb myself here. See, you know, that's the WrestleMania 28 match. Is that bad? It's all right, Kev, because they did such a great job last night that you forget about Raw today. What's the big deal? Sarcasm. I'm not seeing why that's bad that they announced a WrestleMania 28 match. It's not that they announced the match. They just took all the heat off the feud. They shook hands and they did the makeout session the day after WrestleMania. DJ is exactly right. I'm watching it, so. I think you would have lost the heat no matter what, though. I think I think by not having the match within the next couple of months, you lose the heat. But but he's right. That certainly did not help. It's it's all fuck-fucking, man. All right, let's pick this shit so I can go to sleep. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, do we have anything else to add, actually, about uh, WrestleMania itself? There were so many things. I just, I, I'm, I'm Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, you know, I, I think we thoroughly went through all this stuff. And, um, you know, I, again, guys, go back and listen to the Bushwhacker Luke interview from the Sunday brunch in the room, uh, thebradyhicks.com. Um, I, I thought it was a very good interview. It was one of the more entertaining ones. Uh, special thanks to, to Tully, uh, not Tully Blanchard, um, with the, uh, Larry Zabisco for coming on the show um, last Monday, last Tuesday, whatever. And uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka coming up and lots of other great surprises. So, Very yeah. good. Yeah. And I guess, are we going to do like that? I, I guess we are, right? Yeah, let me, uh, let me grab the old git box. Don't severe your finger on the guitar. I'll try. You gonna severe a finger? Might. I might need surgery afterwards. He, he, had good, he, had, he had a couple good years with WWE. I, I love the tar- I, I love the tarantula when he used to do that. Oh man, Tajiri. Yeah. I I believe it's pronounced sugary. Sugary surgery. All right, so um, first segment, I guess, is well, we're skipping the first. Uh, well, f- favorite part of wrestling news slash the Brady Hicks dot com is yeah, we're, we're we've officially made the the transition from who's slamming who, I guess, finally. And uh, so, anything going on on the internet or on my site that uh, kind of struck you? I you know what I liked? Um, did you guys see the Kurt Angle tweets regarding WrestleMania? No. no. Well, Kurt Angle basically was, uh, quote unquote, Kurt Angle was tweeting from his official account uh, about how it was interesting that a lot of his moves found his way their way into the match. The ankle lock. The matches, right? The ankle lock and the angle slam because uh, Orton's been doing that. So two, the, the real, the, it gets better because basically that's what it is. It just it sounds like him complaining, and the, and then towards the end he kind of made peace with it. There were like five or six tweets that pretty much said the same thing. Then, uh, and you can read these, that they're on, they should still be on his Twitter account. They're going to pop the crowd. You can't read them anywhere else except Kurt Angle's own Twitter account. There, that, exactly, well put. But, but basically, what he said, uh, well, he, he said that, and then today, he, he backpedaled and said, oh, you know what? Uh, someone hacked my Twitter. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't anything like that bad. Like, why would someone hack his Twitter only to say that? It's stupid. So then there were two hilarious responses by uh, different WWE guys and guys on the opposite sides of the same match last night. CM Punk's official response was, quote, my Twitter got hacked is the new sloppy drunken douche. <laughs> so he called. He basically said Angle got drunk and went on Twitter. 
Yeah. So it was a, a Kevin Nash thing. I, I funnier. If, I guess uh, I thought it was funnier than that. But uh, the other thing, Randy Orton basically talked about how like uh, wrestlers will do that as an homage, and then he said, "By the way, Jack Swagger must have been doing an homage to." Uh, let's see. What did he say? I have to think how he phrased it. To um, to Ken Shamrock when he did the ankle lock. So he raised a very good point. Kurt Angle. I, I, it's funny if you read the goddamn tweets, dude. <laughs> but basically, Kurt Angle went on and said, they stole my moves. And then CM Punk said, you're a drunken ass. Um, so, and then after that, um, Randy Orton said, well, you, you stole the move from Ken Shamrock. So I think that, you know, when people say that anyone steals anyone else's move, it's pretty stupid. But for a wrestler to say it, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Whatever. That was my favorite thing. I, I enjoyed reading that exchange. Tame, I guess, but... Fair enough. Yeah. And Wake up, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am guilty of researching my dirty joke right now, so... That's okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't... Did you guys announce on the air who won Match Madness? Was that last week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, special... Uh, you know, special congratulations to Anthony Scalati, and yeah, you know, we're we're gonna send out your prize as soon as Kevin gives me some of the money. <laughs> <laughs> Since I handled every other aspect of this contest, yeah, this week, this last two months. Okay, my favorite part. That's of not what I, that's not what I'm saying, Brady. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the website, I guess, this week is probably uh, the amount of of just content in the short amount of time it's went up. People just Banging out articles and know, podcasts man. and stuff. And it's like, every time you go to look at one, you go up there and there's something else new up there. I'm like, yeah. It's crazy. It's blowing I, up. I guess it's my fault for not having it organized better, but, I mean, I, you know, it's it's awesome. It's it's really cool that, like, all this stuff is featured. I, I love it. My second favorite part of uh, the wrestling world slash internets this week was, if you take a look at popthecrowd.com, there's no longer a video. <laughs> I know. Um... <laughs> So guys, keep up the good work. All you guys out there doing the doing the dirty work, uh, keep going. Maybe we'll get the uh, pictures taken down next. So keep keep sending those letters into to Connecticut, and we will take this piece of sh- down yet. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have. Is that is that it on that topic? John have one? You said you said it already, right? Yeah, mine's mine's old news. All right. Uh, so I, mean, I I actually I I had to bring up to the. Uh, the Harry Barnett contest with the fantasy draft, and he does his podcast on Thursdays on my site, Thursday night, nine o'clock uh, Eastern Standard. And uh, this week, he he chose to like insert music into the show, like throughout when he was doing the WrestleMania predictions, he played the WrestleMania music louder than him, so I couldn't really hear his predictions, but I I know that he was talking because I could hear him in the background saying stuff. And then, uh, then they had their fantasy draft for this contest, and I'm not sure I understand the rules, but, you know, if you look under contest, it's there, and good luck if you want to try and do that, um, have fun with it. Um, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. But they had their draft, and, like, randomly, he would play people's music whenever they do the draft, and, again, you couldn't hear anything they were saying, so, uh, I guess levels, Harry, levels. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but levels. Ooh, I just found my favorite part of your website. <laughs> me, me being the only one predicting Michael Cole is going to win the match. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Good for you. 
I haven't counted I, them up yet, but I would guess that you did very well, John. I, I would. Pick the Miz too. John? You know, I didn't. Uh, no, I picked Cena. I picked Cena for everything. I'm the only one in the show to pick the Miz. Well, that was true. Yeah, um, I, I know I did very poorly. In fact, like I was very excited when Lawler won because that was one that I got right. Yeah, me too. Uh, until. Until he, yeah, until he realized the Stone Cold inadvertently breathed on Michael Cole. So he disqualified. Um, okay, scumbag of the week. I'm going to go with Vince McMahon. Or whoever was responsible for that. Ultimately, it's Vince McMahon. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's a good one. I, I can see where you're coming from on that one. Hmm. I, mine's, off, mine's off topics while we. I mean, my, my, mine, mine isn't so big, and actually, it's kind of one of those where, like, I can see where he's coming from, and I totally get it, and I'm probably an asshole for even saying it, but, like, my scumbag of the week would have to be Scott Hall. Um, just based on the fact that, you know, let, that with the Hall of Fame, bringing those two guys out, if he would have been there, that would have just been so cool to see the five of them together one last time. Yeah, that kind of was kind of pushily. It kind of it kind of it took it all away, and I understand where he's coming from. If he's really trying to like yeah, straighten out little, his life, show a little willpower. Go there for your buddy. I, I don't know stay that, off the sauce for at least a day. I don't. I don't know there. that he has that kind of willpower, and I think that's part of the problem. But the the problem is, you know, within the six months, he's going to get arrested again for doing something stupid. So why couldn't it have been at WrestleMania? Why couldn't he have been there? You know, I, he should have been there with his friends. It, you really think two days would have messed him up that bad? Like, Wait, if, if, if DJ. You know what, there, there are a lot of, uh, you know, people in recovery and people who have been clean for X number of years there. I mean, you look at, I don't think Sean does anything anymore. You know, there had to be some people there who could offer some solidarity. Yeah, I'm, sure if he, I'm sure if he was willing to come there, Sean would have made sure that if he had to have him stay with him or anything, he could have made sure he didn't go out and, you know, Go the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of push league. You're right, Bernie, that he didn't go. Well, uh, uh, his own. He, I, he but I, I get it. I, you know, I, I understand why he didn't, but it, it would have been so much cooler if he was there for the, the presentation for the Hall of Fame. So. Well, tempted as I am to name Brady Scumbag for predicting <laughs> the, uh, the eventual wagon fall. <laughs> but <laughs> but you have to rescind it if he actually does fall. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, you know what? I have a different one anyway. Um, in in the fracas surrounding WrestleMania and uh, all the blame being foisted upon WWE, we've forgotten about the number two promotion this week. Okay, so last week's impact marked uh, a pretty cool return of the show. A guy who's been in and out of the company a good number of times, and that's Christopher Daniels. Yeah, uh, Curry yeah. Man. Curry Man. Oh, so, so he came in, and he, he, he interfered in... Um, <coughs> Basically, in, in the main event tag match, right? So, we were talking about WWE's production and sense of timing being terrible. Did you guys see Impact? Yeah. Okay, so Brady, do you, you remember the end there? Do you remember how this went down? No. <laughs> okay, so, well, first of all, first of all, this was, first of all, they made, they made their baby faces look terrible. Changing the show to nine impacts, because it's, <laughs> no, but, but here's what happened. So, essentially, you had three members, three of, of the immortal ones, so to speak, in the ring. You had Matt Hardy in the ring. You had Abyss and, uh, wow, this is so bad, I'm not even remembering it. I, uh, 
had a few glasses of water this weekend. And Non-impact. Yeah, right. So basically three members of the stable are in there. Um, they are they're facing off uh, in a six-man tag match. So after the match, they turn the tides, they bloody up the, the baby faces. Uh, outrun, actually, no, you know what happened? It was, it was Anderson, Sting, and RVD, and they, they couldn't coexist. So, so they turned and, you know, got the upper hand over them, and bloodied them up. And then, basically, at that point, Fortune runs out. So, it's three on seven, basically. Or no, actually, it was three on six. The heels overtook all six guys without any sneakiness, any, any underhandedness. They're all laid out in the cage, all bleeding their asses off. You remember this, dude? It was yeah. terrible. They look like crap. And, like, what credibility do they have, though? You know what I mean? Okay, so, so apart from that, so, okay, it's all building to this big return. Christopher Daniels runs out. He climbs the cage, does a huge, awesome crossbody off the cage on to Immortal, and it looks awesome. And it's like, oh, my God, that's a really cool ending of the show. They go to commercial. They come back. They come back. They do a recap video of it. They come back and do a recap video of it. And then after that, you see... Mind you, they were over time, so they could have already cut it. They were already over time. Yeah. And you go back and you see Fortune, uh, sans AJ style, because he's selling the injury uh, from the powerbomb through the table a couple of weeks ago. So you have three members of Fortune and Christopher Daniels, awkward as hell in the locker room, Talking about how they've shared so much, so much of this company together, and they've poured out so much blood, and they'll pull out, pour out more blood. Christopher Daniels shows his bloody hands. For some reason, he has, <laughs> I think, uh, not not Robert Root, um, Kazarian was bleeding like a maniac. Yeah. He has Kazarian's blood all over his hands for some reason. I have no idea when he got it on his hands because he didn't touch Kazarian at all when he did the run in. And they went off the air with Christopher Daniels awkwardly talking about the blood on his hands instead of after the awesome crossbody off of the cage. They went to the trouble of doing the overrun, coming back from the commercial break, showing a recap, and then having the awkward backstage segment before going off the air. So whoever does TNA's uh, production and whoever put that bull together, I would have to give a scumbag to them because that made whatever we're bitching about at WrestleMania seem petty. Well, you know, they, they're, they're a huge, very guilty of the overproduction aspect of television. And they're still such a defending, too, with Daniels, too. The, like, it was such a good return. Yeah. On, on, the, on the side, too. On the side, too, when he's making that breathtaking leap, I don't know if you caught it, but Taz acted like he had no idea who Daniels was, and Mike Tanay had to tell him all about him. <laughs> great, great, awesome, awesome. <laughs> <sighs> Who's that? I've never seen that guy before. <laughs> What's a fan jumping from the top of the cage for? <laughs> oh man, I loved it. That, that that actually makes me want to watch Impact now. This is why that. WWE hires Hollywood writers. And again, I'll watch some of Impact because <laughs> at least Impact, like, well, and I mean every wrestling. Per- I mean, Impact. The, rest, the wrestling have- writers are in TNA. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> Sorry. True. Occasionally, you do get some. Uh, obviously, you get some really good wrestling on Impact in the middle of all this. So I'll can I'll continue to watch it. And, but that's uh, nothing to do with creative, though. That's just getting. No, I know. I know. I know. Hate, but hate myself as I do sometimes for sitting through the other crap. There are a lot of good guys in there, and I, I just hope that some sometime in the future they'll get it right. So there we go. They have a the talent. I think we've been saying that since the company started, but you know. <laughs> So yeah, T- TNA, uh, the production crew, and whoever whoever did the uh, the run sheet for that show. Oh my god, <laughs> that was terrible. 
right, Young John's going to go off topic now. Yeah, I'm going to go off topic. Uh, Brett Myers is my son. There you go. Houston Astros pitcher. Wife beater. I want to say former, but not unless they're flying the wall in that house. Yeah, you, you ain't going back once you're a wife beater. You know, it's kind of like he's, he's, a, he's a Scott Hall of baseball. Yeah, what did well, he do? Did he do something specific? He pitched, pitched, uh, he pitched the hell out of the game against the Phillies. Yeah, he pitched the hell out of the Phillies. I've hated this guy since day one. I was at the first game where he pitched after he was accused of being, of, or he was caught beating his wife. I was one of like 10 people in the house to boo him. And I always, I, I, my voice is still shot from booing him on Friday. I was at that game. And I, I just hate the guy so much. And the worst part is, he, he pitched like that. So that's your reason for hating him. At least he lost. At least he lost. At least, at least he, he, lost. Lose. he didn't lose. As another person, as another famous girl puncher said, winning. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he's just on the team with a crappy closure that couldn't hold a two-run lead. He's on a crappy team all together. Right. Hey, let's not get too excited by barely being a crappy team the first game of the season. Yeah. I'm not getting excited. I'm just saying that that's that's a little bit of consolation there, you know. Yeah. Is that they actually did win the game? So. Yeah, they were supposed to lose it. So. <laughs> they kept on winning. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, uh, we got study joke. Yeah. Are we are we done with fatty foods? Fatty foods out. I thought. Oh. Well. It, so it, John it, seemed to have had one. So John, go ahead. Come on. I, I, have, I, have, one, I have one too. See, you want to get oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I've, I've had like three pizza steaks in the past week. Every time I eat a fatty food, it's always like in threes or fours. That sounds awesome. I I think I have like red sauce in my veins. It's still right like now. celebrity deaths. <laughs> Your fatty foods are like celebrity deaths. <laughs> it was coming pairs of three, huh? Yeah. yeah. When's the what? next When's the next chicken cheese day coming? Mm. <laughs> Who's it gonna be? <laughs> I I wanted to tell you guys real quick about the uh, the White Castle, the twenty piece chicken rings. I don't know oh, if you guys ever had them. I didn't know chicken had fingers to put rings on. Chicken, chicken rings. Chicken fingers, do the chicken rings come on the chicken fingers? You're, you're getting the rings, people. No, no, they're real big. They're like onion rings, but they're chicken people. They would sit on a chicken finger. They had twenty pieces. Take a guess how many calories we're talking here in a sack of sides. Oh man. They call it a sack of sides. Twenty rings. Yeah. Uh, Eight hundred calories. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I'll say 1,100. I'll say 25 calories like the average vinaigrette salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> 1,120 calories. John was closest without going over. <laughs> Somebody's won. <laughs> you won the Hall of Fame induction. With yeah. Drew Carey. <laughs> oh, God, by the way, that was, that was the first time. I, I didn't mention this earlier, but that was the first time I've seen Drew Carey since he lost his weight. He was terrible. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Kevin turned to me. He's like, what happened to Drew? I like, he was sick. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what I no, said. I just... told you last remember the other week. I said something. You're like, dude, that's... Yeah, I think you did say that, yeah. yeah. Like, nah, he just lost me. Right. some terminal. He looks horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. just his career that's bad, not him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all we got left, I guess, are dirty jokes, and then we can get the hell out of here. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, I have a really good one, but it is a gay joke, so I don't know if you guys want that, or I have another one lined oh. up in case you don't want to hear it. I, no, it's just, no, dude, if it's not it's, that bad. Pretty, I, I, I think it's funny. All right. Two gay men, they decide they want to have a baby, and they don't want to adopt because they want the baby to be as close to their own as possible. 
So what they decide to do is they decide they're both going to jerk off in a cup. They're going to give it to the doctor, and he'll use the sperm to impregnate a woman. Well, nine months later, uh, these two gentlemen are, um, you know, they're they're in the waiting room, and um, they're looking at the baby in the hospital nursery, actually, and all the babies are crying and screaming except for theirs, and they're like, wow, we really made a really awesome, quiet, just subdued baby. It's just, this baby's awesome. Like, I, I can't wait to take... This is the Miz? <laughs> no, the baby isn't awesome. No. <laughs> the baby's really cool, you know? He's quiet. He's the, cool. They can't wait to take him home. And the nurse, they you know, they have him walk by, and the nurse happens to walk by, and she says, well, right now he's quiet, but wait until we take the pacifier out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, if, any, if, dude, if, if anybody's offended by that, I'm the per, I'm the PC person on the show, so you can you can email me kjmacalvaney at yahoo dot com and take I'm it up a, with me. I'm a Mac guy personally. I, I took I took all <laughs> I get I took it. the MNL slurs out of it. So yeah. Um. All right. So I'm gonna do one that I had done last week, but it never made the air because we redid lights. Oh, we did redid the show and never had oh, it yeah. out. So you guys might have heard it, but. John what didn't is, hear it though. What is the, all right? I'll ask John. John, what did the leper say to the prostitute? <laughs> I don't know what. Keep the tip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. I like that. Do you have any, John? Yeah, it's funny. I didn't have one, but then once I heard uh, Brady's, it reminded me of the gay trick that I heard. <laughs> oh, good. It's gay. It's gay. Right. This is hate crime week here. This is gay. Right. <laughs> Kevin took his hands and walked around the room. This one isn't too offensive. So there's two gay guys having sex. Uh, they have to stop because the one guy has to go out. But before he leaves, he tells his partner, you know, don't finish without me. So the guy comes back and he sees he sees splooge, he sees splooge running down the wall. Oh, dude! I did, like, this show. I, did this, oh, did you? I did this show three weeks ago. You haven't even listened to the show. Oh, it was all beeped out though, so you probably didn't know what he said. Telling the real one. Oh, but you're telling the real one. I changed it up to be not gay. Go ahead. Uh, so the guy comes. Yeah, the guy comes back and he sees splooge all over the wall. He's like, "I thought I told you to wait." He said, "I farted." Yeah. No. Oh. Hey, I have, a tsunami, I have a tsunami joke if you want to hear that. No, let's not do that. <laughs> okay, so I got a joke. So one day a hooker went to file her taxes. <laughs> and she's a hooker, so for her occupation she wrote prostitution. Tax collector said, no, you can't do that. A, pro- a prostitution's an illegal occupation. You can't write that on a tax form. She said she'd have to go home and think about it, and she'd call him back in an hour and uh, let him know what... What's that? Apparently so. Yeah, I think I, this might have been a new occupation. But anyway, she goes home. And <laughs> she says, I'll, I'll call you back and let you know what, what my job is. So she she goes home, thinks about it. An hour later, she calls the the accountant, not the tax collector, and says, I've got it. I'm a chicken farmer. <laughs> and he's like, what? How do you get chicken farmer out of prostitution? I got she it. said, well, I raised over a 1,000 cocks last year, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. There you go. All right, well, thank you, guys. Thank you to young John for coming back. And, you know, we wanted to get you for the predictions, but we sure were glad to have you tonight for the, the, the post-game recap with WrestleMania. And DJ and Kevin, you know, it was great as always. I, I had a lot of fun. Tonight we didn't need a guest, and we still almost went two hours. Yeah, that's awesome. Credit young John with that again. It's only been about an hour. 
Um, we started late. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, the fun there. It's part of the fun. Yeah, there, there. So, um, yeah, uh, Scolati, we're sending your shirt out soon, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything else, you know. Tune yeah. in soon and check out all the great stuff on thebradyhicks.com and. Continue to write WWE about Tommy posting videos, not in a section, but on his feed. And, uh, I mean, that's all I got. Anybody else? No, I got nothing. Okay. Hmm. Young guy? It's been a long weekend. Absolutely. Alright, well, everyone have a good week, and, uh, I said, good week. Special thanks to the Autumn Black for use of the song, Beneath the Shadows, courtesy of the Podcast Music Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legans every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. 
Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.